Rules were made to be broken, so walk on the grass with better buddies. Better Buddies. We're not a movie podcast. Uh, I'm your host. We might be. We, we're not. Disclaimer, we're not. I'm your host, RJ. With me tonight, we have Matthew claiming that we might be a podcast. Might, might be a movie podcast. We might be a podcast. <laughs> we might be a podcast. I don't even fit that qualification. Uh, they might be podcasts. That was John, brand new to the Hello. show. And last but not least, we have Andrew. Hello. Good boy. Saying hi in command. Um... <laughs> So, for a couple new members this evening, and one returning favorite member. That's me. This is a show about friends being friends, guys being dudes, dudes being guys, with no... Uh, we're just hanging out, and having a good time, and becoming better buddies, hence the title. Uh, and to kick off tonight, we have, as always, the Better Buddies Icebreaker. You've had a little bit of time to think on this one. What is the worst uh, accident, incident... Problem, accidental problem, that you have been a participant in, or the inciting incident of, that either did occur or you narrowly avoided. Who would like to start? The stunned silence tells me I may have to start this one. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead <laughs> for it. So I'd say the worst accident I've probably been in, or a part of, or the cause of, all three, uh, would be when I broke my arm. Because I was on a bike... The we were, it was, it was summer camp, Boy Scouts. We were going to go bike the trails for an afternoon. And we got on the bikes. We went off down the trail. We came across a hill. We're at the bottom of the hill. There's sand. We can't get enough speed to go up it. So we walk up the hill. It's a pretty steep hill. And we get back on the bikes and we bike on to the place we were going. There's a tree full of kayaks. That's pretty neat. You don't see those every day. We refill our water bottles and we turn around and head back down the trail to go back to camp. And... I was trying to, I was kind of keeping track of where the really steep first hill was, and I thought I had it right. I thought that, oh, we've got one more hill. It's fine. I can ride down this hill, and the next hill is the one that I need to walk down. And I was wrong. I was the second to last person to go. And I go over the hill, and it's steep, and I'm going fast. And I'm trying not to just slam straight into the sand at the bottom. And my front tire hits a rock halfway down the hill. Bounces up. I hit both brakes. Bike comes back down. Slides sideways out from under me. I stick my arms out to catch myself. And I'm lying in a heap at the bottom of the hill in a sand pit, covered in blood, and yelling, hey, don't ride down, don't ride down, I fell. And I get up, and I begin walking back to camp. And they drove a gator up next to me, and they're like, hey, do you want to ride back to camp? I said, nah, I'm good. Guy riding the gator looks at me, he's like, Sure you don't want to ride back to camp? Nah, I can walk. It's not that far. Look at me one more time. Are you sure you don't want the ride? At this point, okay, he's insisting I get the ride. So I climb in the gator and off we go. And we get to the first aid station. They clean me up. They think, oh, it's not as bad. We thought you'd, like, cut yourself to the bone with all the blood that was coming off. It was just lots of little scratches. Except your arm is swelling and you can't move it. And that meant I had to go get x-rays. So I drove, I got to ride the half hour to the ex, to the closest uh, urgent care unit 
wait another half hour for them to see me and get x-rayed and told, yes, you broke your arm. Congratulations. You have a week left of camp. What do you want to do about it? And I thought for a moment and I said, heck with this. I'm not going to stay at camp for a week with a broken arm. I'm going home. So I went home, got pins in it, nearly got an infection from one of the pins. And that's why I have the scars. So gentlemen, have you had enough time to think yet? Oh, um, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, just, <laughs> wow, <laughs> what a, what a story. Um, I suppose I can go next. So I think the worst accident that I've been in, I, <laughs> so, you know how, like, busy the, like, high school parking lots are? trying to get out uh like at the end of the day yeah you got a few hundred kids trying to all leave at the same time right and then you have like uh like traffic on the streets who don't really care that you know high school is coming out so um my old high school and um before i went to the high school we went to it was on one of the busiest streets in the town i was living in so i was like okay well, we're not going to, my sister was driving. I was like, okay, well, we're not going to wait here forever because she's very timid when she drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was, <laughs> we were turning left onto the street and there was a bus in our, you know, uh, to our right blocking her view of the, of the street. And I was like, all right, come on. Like nobody's come in like five minutes. We can probably go. Uh, <laughs> freaking- five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like nah, it wasn't like five minutes. That's like it was like it was like two minutes though. It was like a long time between um between when we were like waiting there and uh when I was like finally like come on man, come on. <laughs> like she and she was like, Oh, I can't see, I can't see, I can't see and it turns out <laughs> right as we decided to go, there there was a car coming like ugh. And so we hit that car, Matt, and what? You're not about to tell a story where you accidentally caused someone to die, are you? What's that? You're not about to say that you murdered your sister, are you? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't murder my sister. Oh, that's good. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. It was just like, oh, this guy was going 35 in a 15 mile per hour zone. And, like, obviously, because of the bus, we couldn't see him. Uh, we got the ticket because... We had the failure to yield or whatever, but that's crap. Yeah, it was it was kind of sad because like we were waiting at the uh at, at the gas station across the street for like I don't know uh like a solid thirty twenty to thirty minutes before the police officer got there, and yeah, it was a nice hundred and twenty five dollar ticket or something. And the guy was going thirty five and a fifteen. Yeah, they they didn't get him for that, which is kind of upsetting, but it's whatever at this point. That was, what, five years ago? Yeah. Six years ago? Seven years ago? No, you're going to have to keep counting. Yeah, right? (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right. Andrew and John, who'd like to be next? Well, my story also kind of involves a car, I guess. It's pretty short, though. Uh, Basically, I almost killed a lot of people in a car once. Uh, So it was high school. I think it was homecoming. Maybe prom. No, it was homecoming. So I had a whole bunch of friends like, oh, let's let's go to Ultra Zone, do some laser tag, you know, in our prom dresses. It'll be fun. 
So, and in high school, I was driving a, uh, an old, an Oldsmobile station wagon. So we loaded up, I think there was eight or nine of us. They're like cramming in three in the front seat, three in the back seat, and then two in the trunk. Andrew. And so we went to laser tag. Well, it, it, the trunk had seats. And it's not it a trunk. It's a station well, wagon. It was, it was both. So we went to Ultrazone and then afterwards we we're like, oh, let's get some food. And so across the street, there's McDonald's. And this is one of those like boulevard streets where each side's like a two lane road, but you can still cross it or whatever. And it was, it wasn't incredibly busy, but cars kept coming at a rate that was, you know, enough where you couldn't cross. And eventually I got frustrated. And so I just gassed it across the intersection and we almost got T-boned by a truck. But we made it. So uh, no one died. I'm glad no one died. Goodness, Andrew. Yeah, though the people in the trunk, uh, I think they did get their heads bopped on the ceiling because the, uh, the other side, there was a bit of a bump, and I just floored it across the way, so. So, mm. you caused some minor concussions, or just headaches? Hopefully just headaches. Nice. I don't think it was that hard. I mean, you know, the ceilings were padded, and they probably weren't, I don't know. <laughs> They're, they definitely were not wearing seatbelts, though, because the seatbelts back there were, like, hidden. You had to solve the puzzle if you wanted to be safe. Yes, into the station wagon and solve my riddle to get your seat belt. Last but not least, John. Okay. Um, You've had 11 minutes to sit and think about this. Yeah. Overall, I've led a pretty safe life. Haven't broken a bone or anything. Um, We are counting personal injury, though. One time in high school, I used to do track and field. Oh. Um, You guys probably know about this, but um, I was doing a summer practice one day. And I used to do hurdles. But one day, I didn't make it over a hurdle. Um, so I kind of sat down on it, and it came up and cut me in the ear somehow. I vaguely remember so, this. What? Yeah. So I like went to jump over the hurdle. I think my back foot caught it or something. It went down. It came back up, and it hit me in the side of the head. <laughs> so. Yeah. Big nice. I just. I, dang. I thought you were going to tell the baseball one. Where you got? Oh, yeah. Um, there was a occurrences set. Um, way back. John, sorry. Why don't you start over? You were chopping out a lot. Okay. Oh yes, I'm disconnecting a bit. Um, am I okay? Yeah, you're good now. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay. Once, when I was seven, I was on my dad's little league baseball team. I remember and, uh, this. He was having us practice fielding, and I was in the pitcher's position. Um, I didn't actually throw the ball to him. He just kind of threw it up and hit it. But he hit a line drive straight into my face. And I went down. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because my dad's a doctor. So all the other kids were like freaking out. Like, should we call a doctor? And I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. He's He's got it. You can't call um, a doctor, children. He's already here. He's already here. And he and caused then, the injury. The second baseball occurrence also happened when I was on the pitcher mound. This was sophomore year of high school, I think, or maybe junior year if Matt knows about it. But, um, yeah, we were just playing softball, and wouldn't you know it again, I got hit with a ball in the face. Poor John. Yeah. Just not very good with the baseballs, huh? So, if you ask me to play baseball, I'm not playing pitcher. Are you sure for the, the record wasn't also just a baseball? That he <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> 
It was the earth throwing um, a baseball at you. If we want to talk about something not involving personal injury, um, recently I've begun renting a place and I'm exploring all the various pitfalls of home rentership. And one night after I was baking, I forgot to turn off the oven. So thankfully nothing happened, but my oven ended up being on for 24 hours. Oh no! At muffin baking temperature. Yikes. So. Yeah, I spelled something weird. I'm like, is the oven on? Turns out it was. Next day. Oof. At least you didn't That's burn all. the place down. Yeah. So there's a narrowly avoided accident rather than some actual accidents. You know, it, it's good because it sounds like it, we got a pretty even split on narrow avoidions and full impacts. That's good. So yeah, there's my four mini stories. Anyway. Anywho... So, Andrew, I've known John and Matt since high school, but I've known you since, like, a year or two years ago. What are you... That is accurate. It is accurate, (laughs) because we first met for a D&D campaign because of Alex, uh, because I wormed my way into it, so it's your fault for not telling me no. Um... What are you in college for, again? Uh, I am studying uh, game development and applied mathematics. Okay, coding nerds, go. That's pretty neat. I'm a front-end developer currently, Uh, so I understand some of your pain. I dropped out of school, but I was a software development major for, or a software engineering major for about three months, so I kind of know what you're going through. You're working on a game, right? You still working on Uh, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I plan to work on it quite a bit over break. I haven't started yet. been waiting for for the, the holidays to conclude yeah so tomorrow what's the uh yeah, what's the premise uh it's 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 a little uh top-down 2d rpg shooter kind of thing it's uh the, the basic premise is kind of like uh it's very inspired by tabletop rpgs so everything's based off dice you know dice are currency you shoot dice and, and yeah it's a fun little game do a, yeah classic little uh, rpg kind of adventure that, that at some point has a, a twist on it and gets very uh meta narrative with dice and chance blah 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 nice yeah sounds like a lot of fun it is i've play tested two iterations nice what are you making it in uh unity very cool john how's your job going uh it's fine we're just kind of still in maintenance mode after our last major deployment so we're getting through it's still long work days or are you done with us for a little bit long we're done for the most part it's just kind of a new adventure every day still though (laughs) That's cool. Just a little stressful. Matt, what about you? How's your situation handling? Uh, you know, I am okay with not talking about how shitty my situation is. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, I hear this Witcher series is pretty good. I have seen the first episode. It was good. It's quite good. Andrew, have you seen it? Uh, I've seen the thumbnails for it. <laughs> Are they good? <laughs> uh, the thumb. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a solid B- minus on the thumbnails. Okay. What was the last thing you saw, Andrew? Uh, the last thing I saw was... Yeah, I watched Die Hard for Christmas. For the first time? Oh, uh, no, I, I watched The Crucible after after Christmas then. No, I've seen Die Hard like a million times. I've never seen Die Hard. What's The Crucible? The, Cru- uh, the Crucible is a, it's about the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, neat. Like It's not like a documentary or anything. It's it's oh. uh, fiction, but it's based on the, the Witch Trials. I see, I see. It's all the, also the uh, inspiration for one of my favorites songs what song is that loved it. the abigail by motionless and white never heard of it i don't it. know if you remember at it oh yeah at one of my parties i tackled zach and screamed almost the entire song into his face which party was that <laughs> i honestly don't remember what? <laughs> It was a while ago. Was it last year? This year? Last year. Last so it year. was Big Zach? 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. Was that Halloween? That wasn't Halloween. It, mi- it might have been Halloween. Was Halloween? It was around that time. Was Halloween the one where you guys had the bet? What was that? Was Halloween the one where you had the bet going about not mentioning his major? No, that was Christmas. That was Christmas, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's too bad we don't have Alex here to, to you know, to explain how he was the wrecking ball that ended up winning the bet for me. Well, I think between the two of us, we can manage it. Do so, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrew, why don't you set the scene? Because obviously you were, a, you were the one who helped set up the bet. It was amongst you and your roommates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, uh, Zach all the time would, would tell jokes and mention things about how he was an English major, you know, a lot of like, self-deprecating humor or this or that. Um, and so I don't remember exactly how it started. I think it was Matt, not you, Matt, different Matt, um, who got annoyed. It was like, I'll give you a dollar for every day you don't mention you're an English major. And so that, that was the bet for up until I think the end of the semester. For every day, if he didn't mention he was an English major, he would get a dollar of course if he ever mentioned it it would all reset so by the end of the semester uh as it was approaching the dollars were building up and i think it was getting close to 50 so both me and matt were going to split it so we were both going to owe him like 20 some bucks so we started coming up with all sorts of tricks and stuff to try to trick him into saying it because if he said it, it would count. Um, so like, I, I was spying on English club and had people on the inside trying to get him to say it when he didn't know I was there. And to be clear, uh, it was made. Was it made clear at the start of the bet that all trickery was allowed? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was mostly clear. I think there was an instance early on where he technically said it when we weren't around something, but we decided to not count that. But oh yeah, but trickery was was definitely allowed if we could fool him into saying it. It would count. Okay. Yeah. So at the party, everyone who came i messaged i made everyone change the time on their phones we reset all the time uh all the clocks in our uh in our dorm because at midnight you know he was going to be free so like well if we make midnight 11 o'clock then we, you know oh hey you're free to say it then he says it well it's technically not midnight so ergo we would win uh of course you know he kept noticing we changed the clock so we changed them to different times uh and then eventually time became an illusion to him he also got very drunk which was also thanks to alex uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and all of them. Uh, yeah, Matt, he turned off the power to his room to stop his alarm clock from being accurate, to reset it. Uh, oh my god, I didn't know you guys went that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you uh, just, like, Zach unplug also... the clock. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we oh cut God. the power in his room temporary. Um, what is it? I invited him to get some food away from the dorm, which is when everyone changed the clocks. Uh, but his door was locked, so Matt actually tried to impersonate him down at the front desk. Like, hey, I lost my key. Could I get, uh, uh, you know, like a spare key to my room or whatever? And then she was like, well, what's your birthday? <laughs> and he was like, shit. Well, okay. So I'm not actually Zach. And <laughs> so that work, but... You just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember my birthday. Please forgive me. Forgive me. I know not the day which I was born. Yeah, but eventually it came down to uh, he was very drunk and it was getting really close to 12. Well, or it was it was getting close to 11. It was getting close to quote unquote 12. 12. Yeah, yeah. Fake 12, which was actually. No, it was it was actually getting close to what, 10? I don't I don't remember. The time got weird because we I think it was change. between like 10 and 11. It was in between. Something like that. Yeah. No. But, um, but yeah, so it was in my room and then Alex went in like a wrecking ball to talk to him and he, Zach was going 
gonna check the time on my computer. And beforehand, I debated changing the time on my laptop, but I was like, what are the chances he's looking at my laptop? Like, I'll have it closed, it's in my room or whatever. And he almost went for it, but Alex stopped him, which is good. Then he would have seen the real time. And then and then Alex Alex uh, got him to got him to say. And then proceeded to break the poor man. Yeah, yeah. Zach was very broken after that. I, we all felt really bad, but it was kind of like you know, twenty bucks were on the line, so that's kind of worth breaking someone emotionally for. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just break this man's spirit utterly and entirely for $20. Yeah. We all have fond memories about it now and we joke about it. So he, he doesn't have any actual hard feelings from any of it. So that's, that's good. That you know of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty not salty about it. So unless he does secretly despise all of us for that, in which case I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Did he room again with you guys this year? Yeah, yeah. Well, he must not harbor any... Either He either harbors no ill will or is planning the most elaborate revenge scheme. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? I will be impressed. Even if it's like he comes up with some revenge that's absolutely horrible, like, I'll just be like, you know what? You know, bravo. Well earned. Unless it sucks, then, uh, you know, Matt will probably make fun of him for it. Cause... <laughs> yes, I would. Well, Matt will make fun of him no matter what. I will make fun of him. Not you, for sure. Yeah, well, I'll, yeah. <laughs> if that happens, I'll, I'll make sure you get in contact and also make fun of him. Nice. Like, Who the hell is this? <laughs> Just put Matt on. other Matt. I'm Matt <laughs> from the future. <laughs> <laughs> Remember this? It's still funny, even in 2042. <laughs> Hey, Zach, we invented a time machine just so that future Matt can make fun of you. <laughs> oh, no, I feel bad. I'm sorry, Zach. If you, if you ever hear this, we, we appreciate you as a human being, and you're doing the world a service with your good nature. I was just going to kind of let that silence sit for as long as I could. <laughs> we're, we're, we were having a moment of silence for Zach. Yes, a moment of silence. Pour one out for Zach. Rip. Pour one out. <laughs> Poor Zach. It happens to the worst of us. The best of us. Tell an English major you know you love them. <laughs> Don't let what happened to Zach happen to them. Ladies and gentlemen, today we take time to talk about a very serious moment that affects many in our society, English majors. Now, as a whole, these individuals have made some bad choices in their lives, and they're choices that they can't help. They're not under their own control. I was a former English major, and I know the depths and depravity to which an English major can sink, obsessed with words and language, idioms and paradigms and paradoxes and monotheistic ideologies uh whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. for just pennies a day you too can donate to an english major and help them achieve their lifelong dream of not being a waiter help them oh. help them oh. make an income that you know because they ain't getting one with their their english degree Many English majors are driven to great lengths in order to merely survive after they achieve their major. Such jobs as waiters, uh, teachers, airline pilots, celebrity, uh, I don't know, there are no celebrity English majors, I'm sorry. We tried, we couldn't find any. Actually, here, let's let's represent the the truth here. So, with your donations... You can help support English majors in their, pro- their steps Jones. towards being uh, pro- produ- produ- <laughs> RJ, Tommy Lee Jones was an English major. Conan O'Brien, Renee Zellweger, John Hamm, Sting. Oh, hold on. There's more on this list. I think we stand corrected. Mitt Romney. He's kind of a famous person, I guess. Technically. Stephen uh, King is famous. He ran for uh, president. <laughs> Stephen King was a writer. 
Of well, course he was an English major. Well, I guess. Maybe. That's presumptuous, Andrew. Plenty yeah, of people are writers that have never picked up an English major. Uh, that's that's true. James Franco. Who? So if you want to be a good actor, be an English major. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, Alan Alda, Chevy Chase. Ooh, David Duchovny. Let's go. That's the X-Files guy. Many English majors such as these were helped by the Help English Majors Fund Foundation. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... What? <laughs> we have oh, volunteers man. standing by to take your calls and your wallets. Quick, pan to the call center. Pan to the call center. Call now at 1-800-ENGLISH. And you too can receive this genuine tote bag woven from the hair of poor English majors who sold their hair for a cup of coffee and a place to 7% ride. 7% of your donation will go to an English major in need. Join me. Big yanks. And together we can stop English majors. <laughs> <laughs> you or someone you or know you're may gonna be in English. You're going to get this podcast canceled. <laughs> you or someone you know may be an English major. And it's not too late. Reach you out to the Help English Major Foundation. If you've been affected by the English language, call now. <laughs> Andrew, you're not being very charitable over here. What? You're not being very charitable to the English majors. <laughs> Either are we. You're not Don't supporting, worry. You're not supporting <laughs> the Help English Majors Foundation, Andrew. Uh, Give your pitch. I mean, I, yes, I and. I live with one. I think that counts as supporting English majors. <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, speaking of some of the good good that English majors bring into the world, uh, we had an idiom party on Tuesday at work. You had an idiom party? An idiom party. So, Tell it all more. started with... I work with this kind of interesting guy. Oh, no, I'm relaxing. And one of the other co-workers said the idiom, hell in a handbasket, and he just, like, had no idea what was going on. Um, so he Googled a bunch of idioms, and we spent the rest of the day, like, slipping them into our casual conversation. My personal favorite was trying to nail jelly to the wall. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> Nail jelly to the wall. I can bet you come over a lot of that with uh, programming. Yeah, that's that's what my days at work feel like, trying to nail jelly to a wall. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite idioms? How you could totally nail jelly to a wall. I'll have to Google some of those. You can, I think Andrew's right. You could totally nail jelly to a wall. Yeah, you but if you like put it in nails. a bag. What if you just nailed the entire no, jar? No bag. Bag's cheating. Like the actual jelly. I think you could do it. What if How you, do you nail it with one nail? What if you build a bed of nails along the wall and the jelly sits kind of on top? Oh, yeah, you maybe. Well, what if the wall falls over? It never said it has to be a, an upright wall. But is it a wall then or is no, it a floor? That's true. Yeah, but it's, it was a wall. But and now it's a floor. A wall because there's floor under it. Well, the wall's they, just in the way of the floor. Then it's a platform. You call it dry wall, not dry floor, you know? It's a stage. You just, yeah, but it's, you've just nailed jelly to a stage. I mean, yes, but it's also kind of a wall. <laughs> I don't really have a counter-argument for that. Ooh, it I just got is. it. International yeah. Space Station. Look. We take some look jelly okay. up to the International Space Station mm. and a nail gun. And we nail jelly yeah, to the wall. Gravity. And we evacuate all the oxygen in the chamber. Well, no, because the, the nail covers the hole. <laughs> the jelly you covers get, the hole. <laughs> you get Elon Musk to just launch a piece of drywall into space, just <laughs> jelly to it. So you can just be orbiting around the Earth, proving everyone who says that idiom wrong for no other reason than, I don't know, spite. <laughs> well, he was going to send one of the electric trucks up there, right? Was well, he? He was talking about it. One of the Cybertrucks? Yeah, send a Cybertruck to Mars. <laughs> just everything he ever makes, send one version of it up into space. Well, yeah, I mean, to we be fair, it's a, just preparation for his Mars base. He's going to build a mansion a, on Mars. Uh, and demolition derby in space. I think that's just Close called... Close Tesla vehicles. That's just called rockets. 
Matt, how, how are you doing? I know you asked what our favorite idioms were earlier. Do you, do you want to go back to that? I asked that technically, but I don't know if Matt has Googled any in the, in the interim. Matt? Oh, my mic was muted. That's why I wasn't talking. Don't worry. I've been listing off idioms for the past five minutes. So we went off on taking jelly to space and Elon Musk, I, and you were listing idioms. I think I bit off more than I could chew with with that one. But you might say it was a blessing in disguise. Uh, I don't know. I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. Matt, I think you're burning your bridges. I think we can cross that bridge when we come to it. Maybe more like burn that bridge when we get to it. I think I missed the boat. I might be <laughs> off my rocker. <laughs> Didn't mean to steal your thunder, but I wouldn't be caught dead. I might be caught dead. That one doesn't work for me. I don't know. We'll see. I didn't mean to add insult to injury. Yeah, I'm a fish out of water in this situation. Big yikes is what I would say. But yeah, I guess those are pretty cool idioms. Yeah. Yeah. Nice string of idioms you had there. So, viewers, send us an email at... Uh, Send an email to betterbuddiescast at gmail.com with your favorite idiom and your favorite way to nail jelly to a wall. your favorite idiom from today's episode. <laughs> or a picture of your favorite idiot if you get those words mixed up like I almost did. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm not an English major. <laughs> this is just one case of someone who's made a good English choice majors. to avoid being an English major and instead relies on Google to do all of his English majoring for him. Thank you, Matthew. That's how to do it, basically. Get Grammarly. Dude, Grammarly is legit. <laughs> I didn't believe in it, and then I had to use it while I was student teaching, and it was super helpful with grading. Because, like, it would go in there and show me where all the students made their mistakes without my having to, like, really come through it and go, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. So Grammarly did like your job for you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, there are 37 mistakes, and this student got a C minus. No, that would be too nice. Actually, that'd be too mean, Andrew. I'm sorry, but no. Uh, we would have to focus on one specific grammar thing that they actually know and would grade based on that. And then we would have a pretty wide range before we could give them anything lower than a B. It's probably a good thing I'm not teaching. I wasn't very good with this whole grading thing. That is another problem that many English majors suffer as they wind up as teachers. And as we all know, teaching is a very intense, difficult profession that English majors are just not suited for. Their delicate constitutions and desire to uh, overemphasize the situations they find themselves in with flowery language results in very little learning inside the classroom. All the more reason you should donate to help English Majors Foundation. I think RJ just broke, and that's why he needs all this money for... <laughs> this is not a Ponzi majors. scheme. This is not a pyramid. <laughs> this is a pyramid. <laughs> you is. just invest in my future, because I was an English major. And I'll come back to society. And we will continue making content on this podcast. As a former English major, I guarantee you your money is being well spent, because I'm not an accounting major, and I don't know how to mishandle it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> wait. Wait. You're going to get the podcast audited. I don't know how to cook the books. <laughs> I don't know how to embezzle. So you can trust me not to embezzle. That's basically what you said. It's true. <laughs> Checks out. If I knew how to embezzle, that'd be different. But I don't know how, so I can't. It's okay, RJ. We'll teach you how to embezzle. <gasps> you will? Next week on Better Buddies, teaching RJ how to embezzle. Next week on Better Buddies, setting up your Ponzi scheme, embezzling, and forgery 101. And doing it with your friends. How to make Aww. friends and go to jail together. How to make friends in jail. Be a better buddy to your bunkmate. How to make friends and influence guards. <laughs>
setting us up for some 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 big big yikes moments here, RJ. Only if we get ready? caught. We're already in jail. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm already in jail. Have I been running a foundation from jail the entire time? Yes. Oh, well, I might as well keep doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, this while we are doing our uh, short drive today, we are yearly up. A yearly operation uh, spanning seven continents and helping English majors all over the globe, mostly to avoid being an English major. Oh, man. We've started a billboard campaign in Los Angeles. What? You know how bad life would be without English majors. No, I don't. We'd have too many living. If you're an English major, we apologize. But also. I sincerely do. (laughs) As an English major, I'm allowed to say whatever I want. You're a former English major. I still have the degree, so I guess I'm a. English degree now. English Man, bachelor's. How do you feel about that? Andrew, what do you think? Hmm? What? <laughs> <laughs> You've just witnessed one of the issues that can come with living in close proximity to an English major. Bouts of forgetfulness oh, yeah. and lack of focus due to the incessant ramble that English majors tend to go off on when discussing turns of phrase, uh, flowery language, poetry, and uh, metaphors. As Honestly, someone's kind of numb to it. I know so many English majors. Andrew, would you like to uh, give that statement again? What? Oh, uh, I, I'm just uh, numb to it all. That is one of the side effects of being in close proximity to a number of English majors. As a former English major, yeah. I am well aware of the negative influences my kind can have on non-English majors, which is why it's imperative that you donate today. Yeah, just think about all the, the little children in Africa who are being tortured by English majors. Uh, you joke about that, but I think that's what the missionaries were doing. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into some very problematic waters here, friends. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure the whole All we're saying is be a better buddy to your English major. But also, don't be. Be a better buddy to your English major friends by encouraging them to not be an English major. Instead, choose a useful productivity and ti- uh, choice for their time. Holy cow, I cannot speak a sentence. Uh, What's a sentence? May- well, oh, man. English, English majors do. A sentence is this a collection is of words majors. organized to convey oh, okay. meaning. Usually with parts of speech to indicate what sort of things you're discussing, uh, such as nouns, verbs, adjectives, adverbs, conjunctions. Would you like to know more? Checks out. Think yeah. his story checks out. He is an English major. Nouns are per- people, places, and things. Verbs are action words, things you do. Adverbs usually take ing and stick it out to the end of a verb. Instead of he ran, he is running. Okay, so I'm confused. <laughs> so you basically spent four years. Learning things that we learned in... In Schoolhouse Rock? Yes. Oh, Schoolhouse Rock, but $40,000 in debt. No, I'm only $30,000 in debt. Oh, Wait. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Looks like we can safely divert some funds from the foundation then. Donate now to help me pay off my English major debt and to help prevent others from gaining that debt. Donate to 1-800-ENGLISH. Our callers are... Our, our callers... Our callers are donating every day, and our employ our volunteers are standing by to take your calls and your money. Do you ever do you ever feel like you just commit to a bit so hard that it gets unfunny after twenty five <laughs> minutes of the same bit? No, what? never, <laughs> never. It's called what a callback. What would you be referring to? <laughs> oh no, I'm just you know I just signed up for an improv class, so that's what I was referring to. <laughs> Nothing that happened in this podcast or in any future podcast that we may do. <laughs> now, you, you got to be careful, Matthew, because the comprehension of a uh, comed- comedic bit and its structure and how it plays out and when to reference and not reference that bit is getting scarily close 
to English major territory. Is he English curious? <laughs> um, I, I might be bilingual curious. Bilingual. <laughs> might be bilingual. Un poco. <laughs> Oh no! I I was bilingual curious for a little bit, but then I stopped taking my classes. Well, that killed the mood. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the punchline didn't really sit with me. Hey, let's let's uh, workshop this. Um, I was bilingual for a little bit, but then I stopped seeing the Germans. I better worse somehow better. I'll take it. You're getting there. We're we're getting close to a workable joke here. Every step is a step in the right direction. Right? Well, you can believe that. I believe you believe that. I'll take it. <laughs> huh. What? I'm thinking. I'm workshopping. Oh. It's cooking up here. We're, co- we're cooking. What are we cooking with? Coal? Charcoal? Gasoline? Um, natural gas? Wood? Are you using mahogany? Canola oil. Using what? Canola oil. Ooh, canola like oil. Canola oil. And what are we cooking? Muffins! Just don't leave the oven on for 24 hours. <laughs> If your oven has been on for 24 hours, please call a doctor. <laughs> if your oven has been on for more than 24 hours, please see a specialist right away. Uh, signs of an oven being on for more than 24 hours are a strange smell in the kitchen, an intense would, heat coming from one corner of the kitchen, and the weird sensation. I would trying to get it off, to be honest. Oh. And then call a doctor, or? Uh, no, you're probably fine after just turning oh, it off. Oh, is the doctor after you play baseball? And then you call <laughs> yeah. the manager. <laughs> then you call who, Andrew? Then you call an English major. <laughs> Why do you call an English the major? Epic tale. Yeah, to recount the tale in, in stunning narrative and exaggerative fashion. I see. And iambic pentamidor, but pentamidor. Yes, and iambic pentamidor. <laughs> and with your donations, we can continue to give English majors jobs like these to relay uh, very small stories on a close personal level to a wider audience, giving them jobs and a sense of purpose. Back to you, Matthew. With the weather. Maybe that's what I need is a sense of purpose. You know, that actually reminds me of a, it's like a joke show I wanted to do for a while. I had this idea of a news show. It would be filmed super low-key, like, uh, it, but it would be stupid jokes, a daily show for a year. Make 365 of these videos of this joke news show, and then just re-upload the same episode order year after year after year. Do it. So it would be that, like, you'd only have to put in one year's worth of work and then an extra day for leap years. But you would always upload the same episode on the same day of the year. That, that bonus episode on leap year. Yeah, you're going to be, like, three years in if you start next year, and then you'll just drop a bonus episode. <laughs> but, it, but that's, like, the great thing is it would be perpetual. You would just, you once you did the year's worth of work, you'd be done. Passive income, everyone. <laughs> Uh, TM, 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 is this TM. like this is like like you shoot just you know one season of your 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 bullshit and then you get like residuals after if you just rerun it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like that. The Office. Yeah. I think it would be. Yeah. A, you put out it's one really like The Office. Well, in so far as you put out one series of your bullshit and somehow people are still talking about it years later. Uh, I mean, people do rewatch it a lot, I guess. We can pretend we're like The Office. Oh, I don't like The Office. I don't. Oh, you don't like... I don't like The Office. It was Michael Schur's building ground. He had to start somewhere and work out all the kinks before he made good shows. 
I made it to season three, and then I decided I was done. I'm told it gets better after season four, but I am a firm believer that a show that doesn't get good until season four is not a good show. I can feel that <laughs> on an emotional level. Yeah. See, and I've watched all the way through The Office, and I enjoyed it the once through, because I just kind of sat there and just took it. And I tried to go back and rewatch it, and I just couldn't. It wasn't enjoyable. It just felt dated and unlikable. Oh, it is very dated. Be dated as well. Um, what was I going to say about it? Well, originally you were going to make a uh, bilingual joke, but we cut you off and transitioned into uh, We're long past that, don't worry. Um, Are we still on the bilingual thing? We can go back to fluency into the into the punchline. Panlingual? You want to try all languages? Trilingual? I'll try any language. (laughs) 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 So your discomfort brings me energy. um, So the thing I was going to say about the office is I'm uh, I'm a person who has to like devote my full attention when I'm watching a TV show Mm -hmm. that I'm interested in watching. So that makes it harder to get through shows like that. Yeah. Because they're great to have on in the background, but that's just not how I consume media. Consume media. I can get that. Which is why I never watch Matt's stream. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it hurts. Matt, it hurts. It hurts. Sorry. Oh, Andrew. Uh, well, it's Andrew doesn't fine. know this. Uh, Matthew has a Twitch channel called Maddie Misplays. It's a really good name. You're welcome. He also live streams I the mean, podcast we, most of the times that we record. Especially this time. You didn't do it this time, did you? Did I? I don't know. You didn't say so. We don't know. Currently playing Slay the Spire. Currently slaying and podcasting is the title of my... Andrew? Big booty boy here. Andrew, have you seen The yeah. Office? Uh, Yeah, I've never like sat and watched through a lot. Just, uh, was it last semester or this semester? At uh, one point, Matt just had the office. Not you, Matt. Other other Matt. I'm going to qualify that every time. Oh, um, no. Don't qualify. Let them be confused. Both Matts were there. <laughs> and <laughs> Every <laughs> Matt in the history of the universe. Just like in the background. So I watched a bunch. What wasn't that great, Matt? All right. Because you were definitely there. Well, all oh, all yeah, Matts are a high was Amazing. You know what? I loved watching The Office with you, Andrew. It was real good. Did I did I do it right? Did I? Good work, man. I'm convinced. That's right. You'll you'll get your payment on PayPal later. Kevin will clean it up in post. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Kevin. Uh, He and Kyle are still fighting it out to see who's going to be the editor. What happened to Kyle? We have two fake editors now. Well, that was my own fault for forgetting one of them and hiring a new one at one episode. Not. And now they're currently fighting to see who's going to be the fake editor. Don't worry, Kyle. I know you're not fake. It's actually Larry. He came out on top of the, the Wait, bracket. Larry? I'm Larry. I didn't hire a Larry. Who hired Larry? You know Larry is my middle name, right? <laughs> Wait, so Matt's I'm editing the episode? the pieces together, folks. I'm, I'm the mystery editor. Oh, that reminds me also, Andrew. We're, we gotta catch you up on like eight episodes worth of content here. Um... The odd-numbered episodes of Better Buddies are all revealing a giant conspiracy theory, mm. which I've just realized uh, Help English Majors Foundation is a part of that conspiracy now. No, that, that nugget of knowledge you just dropped, that's the conspiracy. Is it? Or is it? I, I don't know. You tell we are me. all Illuminati, is what he's trying to say. Except for Alex. Alex is not. 
Is that why? Is that why he's not here? Is because he's because he's not Illuminati? Maybe because he is Illuminati. Just doesn't get triangles, man. Just doesn't get them. Why did they choose a triangle? Because it's the best Uh, shape. The the all-seeing eye. But they could have been a trapezoid. Yeah, but the all-seeing eye wasn't. Why'd they do that? Because there's fluoride in the water. There is. (laughs) Birds are a government conspiracy. They are. Birds aren't real. Oh my god, Andrew! I think you. I think you might have the most information on conspiracy theories to help us unravel this mystery. <laughs> How deep does this go? Oh, it goes real deep into Jeb Bush running the shadow government in the United States. Oh my god. This throne of birds. <laughs> does it like all fly at once to carry him places? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an no, eagle pack. All penguins. So they don't even fly. There's just no footage of them flying because the government erased it at all. Jeb Bush actually secretly recruits every penguin that is capable of flight into his private penguin army. Jeb Bush's private penguin army? Yes. Jeb Bush's PPA? Does he have a big PPA? Oh no. (laughs) Can we (laughs) just have a nice... Gotta earn that wholesome episode for one. I don't want to consider Jeb Bush's uh, <laughs> big PPA regions. What? Too late, you already did. John, you're the one who came up with his big PPA. John, you are the culprit. You're the reason the for his big PPA. He's <laughs> <laughs> been taken by the shadow government as penguins. Oh, he's back. On the floor. <laughs> John, are you now one of the penguins? <laughs> oh, no. They've replaced him. <laughs> We gotta be careful. Any of us might be next. We, we gotta. Penguins are listening. We gotta just watch oh, what, what we say. We already are. I think we've already discussed how much of an angler fish I am, so I can't possibly be a bird. Sorry, yeah. angler okay. bird. An angler bird. Yeah, those don't exist. Those are the oh, right. The government's erased all their existence. The shadow government, Jeb Bush, fluoride in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Does Jeb Bush I think that's the perfect fluoride? summary. Hmm? Does Jeb Bush sweat fluoride? Oh no. That's where it all comes from, yeah. <laughs> that's how he's controlling yeah, yeah, the populace. That's why I only drink Gatorade. Gatorade. Yeah, man, electrolytes. electrolytes actually fight off fluoride. Is, is that an idiot? They're like reference. No. What what it, it's totally not. It's just what plants crave. <laughs> it's what plants crave. <laughs> John, what did you ask if it was a reference to? The movie Idiocracy. I've never seen that movie. It's about two below average people who get transported like 500 years into the future. Where everyone's an and idiot. they're like geniuses comparatively. Well, oh, I think I've heard of that movie. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Um, I don't want to spoil it. But... I'm assuming that they either somehow get back to their own time period or bring Usher in a new golden era of prosperity. I'm taking your silence as a confirmation that they usher in a new golden age of prosperity. Uh, that would be a spoiler. Ah, I see. I don't even remember how it ends. I just, just remember loving it because it's hilarious. I guess you didn't you love want, it that much. Do you much, want then. spoilers? Spoiler alert. We want to spoil. Spoiler alert. We are spoiling so, the like, idiocracy. When did this movie come out? Hold on. Hold on. Before we start this, I'd like to remind everybody that we are, in fact, a movie podcast. We are not a movie yes. podcast. We <laughs> We're showing our true Disclaimer. colors right now. We are not a movie podcast. John, how's it end? Um, so the whole premise of the movie, like, while they're in the future, is that there's this huge famine because all the crops are dying. Turns out that's because they're watering them with an energy drink. Oh. Akin to Gatorade. Because it's what plants crave. 
I forget the actual name of the product, but um, the the guy from the past is, eventually figures out that this is happening and then they, that they should use water. And then he becomes the president of the United States because <laughs> their time machine doesn't work. Nice. So their time machine is just a ride. Their time machine is broken. He says, oh, did you try watering the plants with water? They go, boom, and they make him president. Yeah, that's pretty much a good summary. Cool. Um, the time machine was actually a uh, like a, a mall ride in a 15 square kilometer Costco. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's a great movie. You should watch it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's on Hulu. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Netflix for life. Yeah, so that's my movie review of the movie Idiocracy. <laughs> Very good. I enjoyed uh, that. The beginning of the movie is also really funny commentary because it's like it shows these two couples as like a disparity between them. Mm-hmm. One is like trailer trash, for lack of a better term, and the other one's like the smart, um, well-off family. But they wait forever to have kids because it's never the right time. Mm-hmm. But the other family just has baby after baby, and the like. The the guy in the family is cheating on so many people, has so many kids, and eventually they just like become the whole population. Huh. And that's why <laughs> everything goes wrong. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Big nice. It's a good movie. <laughs> Yikes. Well, on that note, gentlemen, thank you for joining me this evening. Andrew, pleasure having you on for your first time. I hope you come back soon. John, yes, same to you. Course. What was that? Yeah, thanks for having us. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Matt, as always, I appreciate your constant support and ridicule. Uh, You're welcome, bud. Listening audience, Those are the same thing. remember, donate to 1-800-ENGLISH to the Help, an English ma- to Help English Major Foundation, and you too could save another English major with just pennies a day. No English majors were harmed in the making of this podcast. One English major was harmed in the making of this podcast. It was me. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for the use of their song, Living in the Moment, off the album Cross Off Yesterday. They're a great band. They're local to Wisconsin. Go give them a listen. They're on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, You can find Better Buddies on Facebook and on Twitter at BetterBudCast. We have an email, BetterBuddiesCast at at gmail.com. Send in emails for your favorite idiom or for a message of support for English majors everywhere. Or if you have need of advice on how to be a better buddy, send it in. We will give you advice. I'm going to commit RJ to a challenge. Um, He has to work every single idiom he receives from an email in the next week into next week's episode. I accept that challenge. So send in your emails with your idioms, and I will work all of them into next week's episode. Until then, gentlemen, be a better buddy.